Well, good morning again, everyone. I hope that you have had a good week. My week was interesting as I had to deal with some throat issues and wasn't sure if I was going to be able to, to be here this morning. It presents some different challenges as well as some applications that I think will be valid not only for me but for a few others today. Um, but you know, as we come together today, I find it hard to believe that we're already in December, the last month of the year. Time seems to just fly by. And they always say that as you get older, that tends to happen. You begin to resign yourself to that a little bit. You begin to gain an appreciation for the time that you have, <clears throat> the days that you have here. And you're thankful for a lot more things in your life. You know, but I find that that thankfulness, that gratitude doesn't just come with age. There's different life events that spur that on as well, whether that's a diagnosis or perhaps an early death or something like that of a loved one to where you have that renewed sense of purpose in your life. Your life has a little bit more meaning when you face those types of things. You know, I always try to say that we have been given today we are not promised tomorrow. It's kind of how we need to approach the day that we have to live for Him, to be thankful for that day and that opportunity. You know, thankfulness is an attitude that we are called to have as believers. We find it all over the Word, and it can come in different forms. For instance, I'm thankful that I do have a voice this morning to be able to share with you. I would be willing to bet that there's a couple of elders that would, are also <laughs> thankful that I have a voice. You know, we can, make, we can take many things for granted in our life. We can overlook the small things like having a voice. Or we can live a life of assumption or consumption to where we are just assuming that things will always just be there. You know, we need to be mindful of having a grateful heart. And we need to understand what that's rooted in. As a nation, we have a, a day set aside to reflect on Thanksgiving. It was not officially ratified until 1941. It was on and off again, depending on the presidencies. But back in 1789, George Washington made this proclamation. He said, whereas it is the duty of all nations to acknowledge the providence of Almighty God, to obey His will, to be grateful for his benefits, and to humbly, and humbly to implore his protection and favor. Whereas both the houses of Congress have by their joint committee requested me to recommend to the people of the United States a day of public thanksgiving and prayer, to be observed by acknowledging with grateful hearts the many and signal favors of Almighty God, especially by affording them an opportunity peaceably to establish a form of government for their safety and happiness. Now, therefore, I do recommend next to be devoted by the people of the states to, his to the service of that great and glorious being, who is the beneficent author of all the good that was, that is, or that will be, that we may then all unite in rendering unto him our sincere and humble thanks for his kind care and protection of the people of this country. I thought that was a pretty unique statement. 
one that probably wouldn't fly in our political environment today. But it shows the root of thanksgiving, the proper place uh, and perspective for us. Today we're going to continue with our look into Isaiah 12 and the song that he has for the Israelites. So if you have your Bibles, join me there. Isaiah 12. You will say in that day, I will give thanks to you, O Lord, for though you were angry with me, your anger turned away, that you might comfort me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and will not be afraid. For the Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. With joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation, and you will say in that day, Give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. Proclaim that his name is exalted. Sing praises to the Lord, for he has done gloriously. Let this be made known in all the earth. Shout and sing for joy, O inhabitant of Zion. For great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. Father, as we continue to look at this song, I just pray that you would open up our hearts and minds to thanksgiving, to being grateful, um, and sharing that gratitude with others. Lord, I pray that this would be a pivotal, pivotal moment in our lives, in our walks, where we understand the thanksgiving that we are to have. In your name I pray, amen. So again, as we look at this song, um, when we go through a certain passage multiple times, different things can stand out. When we look at it through a different perspective, we're looking for different key words, we can emphasize certain verses as we're going through this. And as we're highlighting Thanksgiving today, I'm sure that you can pick out those verses that mention to give thanks. You know, thanks, giving thanks, Thanksgiving is mentioned over 130 times in the Bible. The song that Mary uh, had where we read in our opening today is one that's filled with praise, with gratitude for her Savior, for her God. There are many verses that describe giving thanks in all things, as well as Paul telling the people frequently, I I give thanks to God for you, for who you are in my life and the opportunities that I've had to share the gospel. According to, to Webster back in the 1800s, thanks is an expression of gratitude, an acknowledgement made to express a sense of favor or kindness received. When you bring in the definition of thanksgiving as the act of rendering thanks and gratitude, it also adds in a public celebration of divine goodness. You know, when we think of thanksgiving, frequently we try to train our children to say thank you, to say please, to be polite. We try to instill this into their life, this this life of gratitude and thanksgiving. Now, it tends to be hard this time of year with the materialization of Christmas, where the idea of gift-giving has been kind of lost and transformed into just receiving and getting more. 
Um, but even still through that, we try to instill these um, attributes into our children to train them to be thankful. You know, have you ever sat and tried to count the things that you are thankful for in your life? Have you ever admitted how much comes from God that you are actually thankful for? Now, where would you start with a project like that? Psalm 103 starts off this way. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Now, I'm not sure that you can remember or count all of the blessings that come from God. But as David says, do not forget them. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, give thanks in all things. It's kind of a catch-all verse that deals with, um, it's kind of vague, it's kind of general, but I think it deals with the overall attitude and demeanor that a believer is to have by giving thanks in all things. Psalm 105 says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the people. Seems a little familiar. Maybe we had read that recently. These are all charges for the people of God to be mindful of thanksgiving, to be mindful of gratitude in their lives as they go about their days. I read this quote this week says the old adage that says counting sheep will help you go to sleep for the christian the better exercise would be to count god's blessings upon you you cannot exhaust that number but reflecting on his blessings will bring joy to your heart and drive out worry then you will know god's peace and so to sleep why would you toss sleeplessly when the one watching over you never sleeps or needs to? I thought that was a really good quote. You know, and, I, and as, I, as I read about that, I think the peace of God as it comes over you, it can definitely melt away your worries. But as you're recounting all the things that you're thankful for, you're going to be in a, a form of praise and joy where I don't know that you're actually going to get to sleep. Because you're going to be so excited and so thankful and so great, grateful for all that the Lord has done. It brings that sense of joy into your life. But let's, let's look a little bit deeper at Thanksgiving this morning. How to apply that to our lives. How to, how to make that a part of who we are. Look, what, look with me in this first verse where it says, I will give thanks to you, O Lord, for though you were angry with me, your anger turned away that you might comfort me. Again, we want to keep things in context. It's speaking about in that day, so that day that Christ comes to reign, um, Thanksgiving is going to happen on a grand scale. And when you hold that into your context, it makes me think of Revelation chapter 4, verse 9, where you have the living beast's um, coming around the throne. And it says, whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who is seated on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the elders that are on the thrones put down their crowns and they bow down. They worship God by saying, worthy are you, our Lord and God. 
Being thankful is tied to praising God. To where the actions that we do each and every day, the words that we say, are they God honoring? Are they praising God? Are they showing gratitude? Everything that we do, we need to be able to take back in that chain and find where God is in those things. A very simple analogy. I'm thankful for a cheeseburger at lunchtime. Well, I'm, I'm thankful for the place to make it, the person that was hired to, to make it, the money that I have to buy it, the time to enjoy it. And I recognize then where the Lord is in all of those things as you continue to take things backwards. He provides the skills, the means, the time, the provision. You know, it, it's a simple exercise that we can do, but it's something that we need to take everything back to the Lord in to show thanksgiving. And look at the first reason for thanksgiving here. You see the word for. That is a purpose word. For though you were angry with me, your anger turned away. The first reason we are to be thankful is because of the forgiveness that we have received. You know, Brett kind of stole my thunder here with communion, but we celebrated communion today. We had a time of reflection. Many times during that time, we're, we're focusing on confession. We're focusing on our sinfulness as we examine ourselves. But how often do we actually end that time with thanksgiving? Today, he prompted that, and thank you for doing that. But many times, we're stuck in that confession, and the other side of that confession is thanksgiving, where we're recognizing our states as sinful people, and we are so gracious for God for what he has done. He has turned, we who are the ob objects of his wrath because of sin are now objects of his mercy and grace. He had his anger turned away because of the price that was paid in order to comfort us. Now, comfort is not earthly luxuries. It is not our selfish desires. Comfort is being in the presence of God. That's true comfort. You know, you think of the presence of God coming down in the form of Jesus to dwell with his people, to save them. You know, when you think about the gospel message, when you reflect about that, oftentimes it leaves me thinking, how is this real? It is, it's, it's one of those too good to be true type of stories. It just promotes thanksgiving where we're receiving what we don't deserve, where we cry out as he does in verse two of who God is as our salvation. It opens up our hearts to the gratitude to receive that love of the Father. Every day we should start off with a song of praise and thanksgiving at the salvation that we have received because his mercies are new every day. And we have an opportunity to then grow in our knowledge and our love for him understanding more of what he has done for us and who he is each day. Skip down to verse four. <clears throat> it says, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. Proclaim that his name is exalted. 
Again, this is taken from David both in Psalm 105 and 1 Chronicles 16.8. I think it's 1 Chronicles. Now, if you recall, Psalm 105 was kind of our basis for the walkthrough of the Old Testament a couple years ago to look at what God has done, what the Israelites were called to remember. So again, it goes back to the actions of God, what he has done for his people, what they were to be thankful for, what they were to have that appreciation for. But what fascinated me this time around as I was reading this passage was the phrase, call upon his name. For me, I think it's a phrase that we can kind of relate to, especially if we're giving an order like, hey, Micah, go take out the trash. I'm calling upon the name of my son to go do an action. But to call upon the name of the Lord means to call out his name in a praise format. It recognizes the Lord, Yahweh, for who he is. Probably the greatest scene of this that I can think of is Exodus 34, where, where God goes before Moses. It's a beautiful scene. In verse 5, it begins this way. The Lord descended in a cloud and stood with him there and proclaimed the name of the Lord. The Lord passed before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, keeping steadfast love for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, but who will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children and the children's children to the third and fourth generation. And Moses quickly bowed his head toward the earth and worshiped. And he said, if now I have found favor in your sight, O Lord, Please let the Lord go in the midst of us, for it is a stiff-necked people, and pardon our iniquity and our sin, and take us for your inheritance. You know, calling upon his name, Yahweh, the Lord. It's one word, but it sums up everything of who he is, as we can see described there. It speaks of intimacy for you to know the name of the Lord. And what that means. You know, I often joke with people about you don't really know a person until you know their middle name. You know, it's just some fun banter. But at the same time, it does denote a level of intimacy or creepiness, depending on how you get the information. But to know more about the person. And you know, just simple word associations. You think of a person's name. You think of a random person within this room. You think of their name. What are the attributes that come to define who they are in your mind? Now, that could be based on the experiences you've had with that person, whether good or bad, experiences you've had with a past person with the same name. But, you know, names carry significance, carry importance. It talks about the character of that person and what's standing out for them. You know, as we call upon the name of the Lord, it should be full of thanksgiving and praise because of who he is. You know, after you call upon his name, notice how we are to make known his deeds among the people. So in our interactions, we are to let others know about God and what he has done. 
It seems like a natural response. And, you know, there's many ways in which this can be done and in which we can evangelize. Uh, it could be some sort of formal evangelism. It could be more laid back type of testimony thing. God can use all of these types of things. But what I want to get across this morning is that as we are sharing with others what God has done, it needs to start from a place of thanksgiving. I mean, you can go through the motions. You can share because I tell you to share because you read it in the Bible. And it can plant seeds. God can use that for sure. But there's a marked difference of somebody sharing the gospel message from a heart of thanksgiving and joy. It's more real in that person's life. It's not some exercise. It's not because I was told to go do it. It's because I believe this. I'm so thankful for what God has done for me that I can't keep silent. I have to share this with you. Is our thanksgiving to that level? Or is it just, yeah, I'm thankful? How does it dictate how we live our life? Within this spirit of thankfulness, again, is the understanding of salvation and how important the incarnation is to the plans of God. We are thankful because God has seen his plans of, of salvation to fruition through the person of Jesus. We talked about this last week. You know, Just as the people in Isaiah's day had this hope for the coming Messiah, we celebrate the person of Jesus and his life, and we look for him to return as the conquering king. We exalt and proclaim his name in church. We exalt his name in our homes and our communities. It is for him and to him be all of the glory. As I said today, during communion, we had a time of reflection, a time of confession, times that can remind us of our sin and our failures to bring us down a little bit. In our quiet times of confession, we don't stay in that place. We transition because of salvation, we transition to the grace that we have received and we enter into thanksgiving for the forgiveness that we've received. And we continue to praise God. We confess that we are fallen. We confess that we are sinners. And we praise him and exalt him for the grace that has been won through Jesus. The reason why we give gifts during the Christmas season is to show our love for others because of the love that has been shown to us by the Father. We understand that we have been given the most precious gift. And we get to reflect on that each and every day that we have been given. To be thankful. To have a heart of gratitude. To walk in His Spirit. To walk in truth, free from the bondage of sin. What a thing we have to be thankful for. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this message. I pray that it would impact hearts and minds. I pray that your word would continue to pervade the earthliness that is in us. Lord, that as we talked about this morning in Sunday school, that we could have more and more of a biblical worldview. Help us to continue to throw off 
some of that old self. Putting on the fruits of the Spirit and just basking in your joy and your peace. Thankful at every moment that we've been given. I'm thankful for this week, just how I take for granted that I have a voice. Lord, it's small things like that that we just always assume is going to be there. Give us an appreciation for life that we've never known. Allow us to show that to others. In your name I pray.